Hey everybody, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 156, entitled Deja Vu. That's, uh, you'll see a little why we uh, entitled that a little bit later in today's episode. Uh, but we're recording today, uh, Monday, August 27th, 2018. And uh, my name is Steve, and today, again, I'm joined by our regular podcast crew, who I've not seen in a while because I've been absent. Uh, but uh, Greg, how's it going, man? It's been going really good. Um, glad to have you back on the show. Yeah, glad to be here. Hopefully I can remember how to do everything. Uh, Barry, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. I've uh, been very busy. It's great to have you back. Uh, hosting is is uh, certainly a fun challenge, but I'm glad to uh, be able to sit in the passenger seat this time instead of having to drive the car. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. And I am uh, in my new digs here. Um, I That's one of the reasons why I, I haven't been around lately is because uh, we moved uh, across town and um, internet took a little while to get hooked up in our new place, but it just it happened uh, literally just hours ago <laughs> this morning. Uh, so I was able to to jump in this time and uh, not be absent again. And I uh, got my backdrop and and you know trying to compete with Barry with all the games and everything behind me now. This just happened to work out. Like had a, a cool room here to be able to display stuff. And as I was telling the guys earlier, like this the the systems is my new addition uh to it. I have all my amiibo and all that stuff behind me. So some cool artwork that I picked up over the years. It's nice to actually have a place to display it now. So um yeah. So it it'll probably change over the weeks as I continue to figure out what it should look like and everything but it's really cool to have a lot of my stuff like out in the open um because we're not in a tiny apartment anymore to now i can actually uh see all my my collectible stuff and everything i don't have nearly as much as as, as you barry but uh but it's you know enough. what the you know what the worst part about that is steve What's that? about about you having the room now and all that? because now you have you've establishment over there in colorado and we want you back over here on the east coast <laughs> So I'm mad about that. No, I'm sorry. I want him back in the Midwest. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a tug of war. It's not enough for me to go around, apparently. So, hey, uh, thanks, Hudson. Hudson's in the chat and says he likes the new backdrop. Awesome. Uh, we, this is, speaking of the chat, this is an interactive podcast. We'd love to uh, have you guys interact and everything. So we got Joshua Allen, Jake's for the Night of Darkness, uh, Hassan, uh, several others in the chat room. Uh, make sure you live, you know, just kind of like live there in the chat the whole time. Sometimes like the, the kids in the back of the room, just kind of chatting along while we're, uh, while we're talking about games and everything. We'll refer to stuff that, that you guys say, um, throughout the night. So, um, make sure you do throw your, your thoughts about, uh, you know, all, all the games and news and everything we talk about right there in the chat and, uh, throw your questions as well. Um, this is, we want this to be interactive. And so if you're listening live, watching live, make sure you do that. If you're, Finding us after the fact, um, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can be alerted to every time we post a new video, go live on YouTube. Um, also make sure you subscribe on your favorite, you, um, sorry, not YouTube, uh, but your favorite podcast app uh, as well. And so you can uh, get all the audio versions of this podcast. Um, so with all of that out of the way, let's just jump into uh, what we've been playing, what we've been doing uh, lately. You guys have been talking a lot. It's great to see you guys again. I've been listening and I've been uh, paying attention to what you guys have been talking about in my absence. Um, but uh, but beyond all the stuff you covered in the last couple of podcasts, what, you, what have you been up to in the last couple of weeks, Greg? I have been finally fully enthralled into um, Octopath Traveler. So I'm fully made the commitment to go through with that game now. So 
having lots of fun with it so far. I've only just skimming the surface. So I started with Tresses Past the mer Merchant, and then I'll be, I'm just about to meet up with Oberick and see about adding a second character to my party. So that's what I've been up to so far. Nice, nice. Barry, what have you been up to? On the game spectrum, I'm actually at the polar opposite. I have not actually finished Octopath, which I know I said I was going to. Uh, <laughs> I finished all four story, all, all, all four chapters for all eight characters, uh, and now I'm at the final dungeon, uh, and it's like a boss rush. And I'm like, do I really want to do this? There's all these other games coming out, and Xenoblade is is soon, and I want to get all these games done before Xenoblade. And part of me doesn't want to level all the characters up. Like I have my main four to five that I use, and they're all in the 70s, and everyone else is like in the low, th you know, 30s, 40s, and I'm like. Ah, but it's so good. The game is great. It's definitely worth playing. Uh, I have a little bit of nitpicks here or there, but it's all minor stuff. Uh, other than that, life has just not stood still. Uh, the past two weeks, I've literally wasted a lot of time just trying to do something and then not falling through and still dealing with uh, with getting everything set up. Although I did take advantage of GameStop's latest sale and thoroughly got... Uh, Got them to pay me some good money, so so, so we saw so we saw how much money you saved. I would like to know what what was the like total amount of games that you got that day because the amount of money you saved it made me think that you bought the entire GameStop. Uh, it wasn't that day. In fact, I actually learned something new. So this is a fun fact about GameStop. Most people will never know, but I figured this out, and I figured this out in a really negative way. GameStop itself will only allow you to use the same card three transactions per day. So that, that that's that's literally doesn't matter if it's different stores or what. Like if you buy and you say, oh, there's a pop I want or oh, there's another game I want. Like each transaction, whether it be a dollar or a hundred dollars, it counts. So the, on the fourth transaction, which I found that actually I saw pop, uh, Spyro pop came out and my wife's like, oh, yeah, I'll take that. So I went to buy it. Twelve dollars. My card gets declined. I'm like why is my card declined? You know, like I, I pay my bill. I should not get declined. So I'm calling my bank and I'm like raising hell. And they're like, oh yeah, we never saw it declined. We would have put it through. So GameStop actually locks you out after three transactions with the same card. But no, I didn't do it in one day. So because of this, I had to do multiple. But in our area on uh, the Northeast, we have a lot of GameStops because there's a lot of people. So I was able to go to, I think I did 12 or 13 GameStops and I picked up pretty much every $10 or under game that I needed for the Wii, PS3, 360, and 3DS that I did not have. Uh, I skipped a few, but I, I got the majority of them. At every single GameStop. And then I went to the final GameStop, and I bought uh, Zelda 2DS, uh, the, the green one. They had one pre-owned. So I bought that, and the promotion was if you buy a pre-owned system, you get 50% off all pre-owned games, $10 or under, and then you get an additional 20% if you're an elite. So I returned and repurchased every single thing on one giant transaction. And, and, and then at the end, they scanned the $70 system and they owed me like $250 uh, back. So I saved like 400 and something dollars through getting the 50% and the 20% back, uh, which is great. They, they totally did not expect me to do that. And props to my local GameStop manager, Kyle. You were a man for manually enter, manually entering every single game. It must have been like 150 games or something like that. Uh, so 
<laughs> it was pretty crazy because they were all like two dollars. They came down to like a dollar or two dollars. You know, each game, even ten dollar games, are four dollars. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna take advantage of this. Yeah, uh, find 150 so, games that you don't have. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a, quite a bit. See, and some of them are some of them are like I have the 360, but I don't have the Wii or the PS3 version, so I wound up getting those and stuff. But I was I didn't focus on like PS4, or Xbox One, or or even Switch because Switch I have them all. But I was focusing on the stuff that they're getting rid of while they have them in store because you're not going to find them cheaper than a buck buck 39 or something like that so i just take advantage of and i'm now down to like under 130 wii games for the full set thanks to this endeavor so i'm so close and all the rest are just shovelware <laughs> just gotta find them nice wow well Barry's one person that's keeping GameStop in business, or maybe not, because you're, you're not, saving they, so much money. I, so I, I, I don't really I think, know if yeah, you're helping yeah, them at yeah. all. I think yeah. it was like three hundred dollars for like a hundred. Might be days. part of the problem. <laughs> 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 you guys were talking about uh, the GameStop Elite uh, membership a couple podcasts ago, and I was I was sitting there listening, and I was like, you know, like part of me wonders, like if 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 it is worth them, you know, if people are taking too much advantage of it, maybe it is against but if they're not using it at all maybe it's it's a way that people are able to use money so it's it is interesting to see like if if it actually like if people are using it or not i guess it's probably determining if they want to keep it or not if they weren't using it they're they're making a lot of money off of people and not using it but if they are using it too much maybe that's the reason they're getting rid of it because you know they don't like there's, giving 200 something dollars away to their customers Just like there's very, a reason there's a reason they're they're ending it well first off this promotion was not elite pro this 50% off right. was just, they wanted to clear games off. But what they expected you to do was to buy a pre-owned system and get maybe three or four games at a discount. They didn't expect that many. And then most people have a pro membership, or, which is just 10%. So they're like, oh, 10% on top of it, no big deal. But I, with the Elite Pro, it's stacked. I couldn't believe they stacked. I was like, this is even better. And yeah. I also found that I did this before. This big transaction, by the way, was one transaction. I actually did this four times prior to uh, the last week um or like not this past week the week before and i found out like if you buy a system because i bought like a 2ds and i got i think they paid me 16 or 17 dollars to take the 2ds from them because i got enough games but it was the wrong color because i had that color so i went to another GameStop and i returned it to get another one like just an exchange but they don't do exchanges they actually have to physically return the system and then repurchase that repurchase counted for the promotion again so i got to go shopping again i was like okay so in addition i think i got like 300 games total i saved like at least 500 dollars, and i got three 2ds systems for free <laughs> wow that's yeah. <laughs> i yeah that's Quite the endeavor. <laughs> Fun, you know. You <laughs> yeah, play the system, sure. right? <laughs> we will talk more about why they're closing their elite um, when we go to one of our news topics because it yeah. links in with that. You need to go yeah. on like that coupon show where like with the they go to the grocery stores <laughs> and like get like eighteen things of like toothpaste I, and they like, pay like a dollar. <laughs> I said that to my wife when I when I showed. I said I'm like a couponer without actually cutting the coupons. They'll, they'll, what they do is ridiculous. They'll they'll get like 12 cents back for every tube of toothpaste. So they buy like 800 tubes to get like 20 bucks back. Just use that 20 bucks to spend on something else. And they have 800 tubes of toothpaste. I'm not doing anything that crazy. <laughs> Kind of you don't want to like get like 500 games and like three 3d or three 3ds's for free and yeah but at least everything i'm getting is different i'm getting different games not all the same and different color systems <laughs> nice 
All right. Well, uh, so what I've been playing lately is um, some games that don't require internet uh, because I haven't had much. Um, so, so uh, to make Greg happy, I finally went back to the bunker and have been playing All through right. that. I haven't finished it yet because I'm taking little steps at a time because I really don't <laughs> enjoy it. Um, but I have actually started going back and playing it a little bit. Um, and I've realized that it is slightly better in handheld version uh, than it is um, in docked. So it's it's still bad, but it's slightly better in handheld because I can just tap the screen when the prompts come on instead of having to navigate the little cursor. Um, so that's been a little better. Um, <laughs> I didn't uh, know there was a huge difference because I've only played it in handheld mode. So. Ah, yes. Well, maybe that's that's why it wasn't so bad for you because in docked version, it's it's a lot worse. Um, it's really annoying, actually. Um, I've also played another slightly annoying game, uh, RBA Baseball 18. Um, trying to get some more time in with that. Uh, it's a chore sometimes. It's it's interesting. Like overall, the game's not bad. It's just certain mechanics that I really don't know why they've changed things from how baseball games have been over the last several years. Um, but they have, and it doesn't make any sense. Like the biggest thing that, that bugs me is the, the viewing angle that you have, especially when, when you're batting, it's, it's impossible to know if the ball is in the dirt or not, because you don't have a visual like up and down at all. You kind of know if it's left or right. Um, you kind of know what the speed's coming and everything, but up and down, it's like nothing. And so it's it's a pain um, to know, like, yeah, there's a lot of times I'll get struck out because the ball was like gonna be in the dirt and I had no idea, so. See, now I read an article about how like the company was sinking like all the profits from RBI Baseball 17 into making RBI Baseball 18 that much better and they were redid the whole engine. How is it compared to 17? Cause I didn't play either. Um, and that thing, like I, that was one of the things I was ticked about 17 as well. They, they didn't change any of the, the, the features of the game overall. They, they added stuff into it. So it's, it's a lot more robust game than 17. Um, it's got a lot, a lot more features, a lot more modes and all the seasons and everything. It's, it's a very much, uh, it's more, it's closerly, it's closerly. That's not even a word, um, uh, more closely related to like, um, some of the other, um, baseball games out there um, now because it's more robust, but and the 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 game flows better. It loads a little faster. It looks better overall. But I the things that I was most bothered by in seventeen are still there in eighteen because they didn't really change the way gameplay actually happens, and that was the thing that bothered me the most. That sucks. <laughs> So, and it's just, it's, it's sometimes it makes sense. It's really clean and simple. And other times it's sloppy. And, and I don't know why, like the biggest, the, my biggest complaint really is about the, uh, about not knowing when the, there's no vertical in, in pitching or batting or anything at all. And so, and some of the controls, like, yeah, it's just, it's kind of annoying, but um, I'll talk about it more in my eventual review or game chat. Um, so yeah, and then uh, also went back and played a little more uh, Breath of the Wild um, because um, I didn't have any internet. And I was like, oh, hey, there's another game that um, I need to always go back and do more in. And so I <laughs> played a more, little more Breath of the Wild. It's you, been several months. You know months. what game doesn't require internet that you should have spent more time with? Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Oh, that one too. Okay. <laughs> I was at, like, I thought you were going to say the other game that I that is on my list that I need to get to eventually. But, uh, but, Which one um, is that? Uh, Octopath Traveler. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, of I was course. Gonna, I was gonna say that one, but I knew where Barry was going with that. <laughs> I was like, he's gonna bring up Xenoblade. <laughs> Gotta bring up Xenoblade. Damn it, it's too good of a game. So my big question actually about Octopath, since both of you guys are really into it, um, is how how much how many hours of gameplay really is there so far? Like to or do we know how much it takes to to complete the game or to any of the level like levels of completing it at all? I have over seventy five hours at this point just completing the eight uh you know, eight characters or four chapters each. The nice thing is I didn't do it like binge. Like each chapter is, it's it's short enough. It follows the same formula. Every single chapter follows the exact same formula. It's start the chapter, get some story, something happens, go to a dungeon or go, go to an area that leads to a dungeon, then go into the dungeon, fight the boss, go back to the area where all the story finishes up, end of chapter, move on. Um, so because of that, each chapter takes maybe an hour to, to an hour and a half tops uh, to complete. So yeah. you can tackle them in any order and you don't have to say, well, I've got, you know, so all this time to invest. I, I'm, I don't have the time to sit down. You can sit down and play this in chunks and you can save so many places. You don't have to finish a chapter all in one go. You can actually leave that chapter, go start another chapter and then come back and finish up the chapter you were in the middle of. So it's very free. You can, you can like literally walk from the starting area to the ending towns, if you really want to, just running away from battles. And uh, you can go there and buy higher level equipment or talk to people. Uh, and with all the things you can do in towns and, and interrogate people, steal from them, purchase items from them, recruit them, fight them if you want, there's a lot to do. It's it's well worth it and very portable friendly. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. what I've heard, the investment time investments right around that like 70, 80 hour mark. Oh, all right, cool. Well, that's good because yeah, that's that was the big question. Is uh, like I I gotta pace myself, or do I need to like a lot a certain amount of time and how much time and everything? Because I do want to eventually uh, play it, but I wasn't really sure. Yeah, so uh, that's been cool. To, that's that's cool to see that you can play it at different chunks of time, and and it's not. I mean, seventy eight hours is a lot, but it's not at nearly as much as like Xenoblade or Breath of the Wild or anything like that. Yeah, because Breath less. of the Wild, it's like I'm at 150 hours or whatever. But yeah. yeah, I need to check how many hours I was in. A friend and I were talking the other day. I was like, I need to, I need to see um, for sure. Um, let's see. So moving into that, um, other games that uh, that I have not played since I already started with Octopath Path Traveler. Um, I'm also uh, really interested in uh, Mur Morphe's Law. Um, I haven't played that yet. I come out uh, recently. Um, it's going to be, it's on my list uh, to pick up uh, pretty soon. And especially after you guys were talking about, uh, Greg, especially um, Hollow Knight, um, it has now become on my list. You like, you, I think you've almost convinced me um, because you praise it so much. So uh, so I, I, I may end up uh, getting that at some point. Um, how about you, the rest of you guys? Like, do you get uh, other games that you haven't played that come out recently that you're uh, you're hoping to pick up at some point? Yep, I still have uh, Mario Tennis Aces. <laughs> um, I also have the Mario and Rabbids. I guess that didn't come out recently, but I purchased it recently. Um, I know that I had the DLC recently, so that better suits that. I still have to play the Splatoon 2 uh, DLC that I purchased. Um, <laughs> I'm getting quite a backlog here. It's making me <laughs> unhappy about that. Uh, I was there bringing yeah. bad things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was looking into Dead Cells, and that sounds like a really fun game. So I might actually end up getting that one soon, but we'll see. Cool, cool. 
Cool. Barry, what's, uh, what's come out recently that's uh, just been, you've been itching to play, but just haven't made it happen yet? Well, I'm hoping that I can sit down and finish Octopath. Uh, I got a couple smaller games to review. Uh, Dead Cells is one of those that I'm itching to play and probably what I'm going to go to next. Uh, I also have the Marion Rabbids DLC that I do want to get to. And I purposely took the game down to Tennessee like, oh, I'm going to get through the DLC there. And Octopath just absorbed any free time I had, which wasn't much. Uh, what else came out? RBI Baseball 18. Uh, not that one. Uh, <laughs> the oh, what you call it? Uh, uh, Blade Strangers is out tomorrow. That looks like a lot of fun. And now this apparently there's three covers in America. So Nicholas is really testing my patience. Uh, but yeah, that that's probably one I want to just mess around with. Probably put you know 30 minutes to an hour. I don't I don't think it's going to be a big absorbing game. But uh, there's a couple others that have. There's too many, and there's yeah. there's more coming. I, in fact, I actually did a spreadsheet uh, because one of the reasons that's happening, I had to do a spreadsheet of every game that's coming out. Uh, Little Dragons Cafe just came out, uh, like where I have it pre-ordered and stuff because <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. Victor Van is coming out. Um, that game looks amazing. Diablo, I can't wait for Diablo three, which which oh man, we got to in a little bit. Cat Quest is coming out. That I've heard nothing but good games about that as well. There's too many good games. Too many good games. <laughs> Mega Man 11 soon. Oh, too many. Yeah. And Xenoblade, of course. I, I'm right. trying to do as much as I can before Torna because yeah. Torna is going to put another 100 <laughs> hours in. Wow. Um, also, the other thing that I, I did pick up this recently, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I may do like a quick like first impressions or thoughts about it, um, but the adjustable uh, charging stand is now out. Um, I was just walking through Target and I was like, you know what? I'll, I'm going to go ahead and get it. Um, so I haven't opened it at all yet. I clearly don't need this thing necessarily, but I did pick it up and I was going to just test it out and see, see if it's actually worth it or not. And, uh, kind of give my thoughts. Um, did you guys end up picking one of these up at all? Or are you going to? No, I don't see any need to get it. I just got, I have the AC adapter, but I don't haven't even plugged that in yet either. <laughs> yeah. You haven't even plugged in the AC adapter? Yeah, I got a second adapter, but I haven't really used it yet. I think I might probably have it for vacation, though. So, Yeah, I have uh, my dock down here. I have a separate AC adapter I have next to my bed, so when I'm playing uh, in portable mode, I just plug it in so I can keep playing. And then I have a dock upstairs in the bedroom as well for the TV. And then when my wife gets her Switch, that's gonna, that dock's going to go in the living room, so I have don't see a reason to ever get that other than, oh, look, it's 99 cents. Therefore, I have to have it because it says Nintendo on it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just check it out and see. Um, but uh, we'll get into a little more of the games coming up uh, near the end of our podcast. But uh, next thing we're going to do is jump into some news. And unfortunately, uh, we're going to start with uh, a, a really sad uh, news story that just happened um and uh was it sunday is it am i getting the day right is it yeah, sunday, sunday? Yeah, sunday. Just yesterday um down in uh, jacksonville florida um there was uh, a shooting at a madden tournament um that happened and um yeah uh killer apparently um got upset and um opened fire and i believe there's uh two people that uh, were were killed in in the the gunfire and um, just horrible horrible uh, thing that this just happened. Um, 
<laughs> I, I think to myself as I was, I was, I was reading the story and, and seeing it happen. I mean, we, Barry, you've talked about recently just going to play NYC and how great that was and just being around other, other gamers. I've been to PAX East and, and uh, even like Denver Comic-Con went to recently and some other events where just like, you know, that nerd culture just coming together and it's so much fun to just like to, to meet other people and, and, who enjoy the same sort of thing you enjoy and even tournaments and stuff. I've been to smash brothers tournaments and stuff before, and it's just so much fun. And then like, I, I think right. The last thing I think about is something like this happening. Um, and it, and it's just horrible uh, to think about this, the, this happens. Um, we just want to like, first of all, before we kind of discuss it just a little bit, um, say that our, our hearts, our prayers, our, our thoughts are out to the, the families um, who are just suffering, um, through this, um, this horrible act. And, uh, and, and basically I just want to put out a call before we, before we dive into anything else. Um, my biggest call is like you guys that listen to this podcast, we're gamers, let's unite, um, around, uh, stuff like this and make sure that we are, we're doing all we can to prevent stuff like this from happening again. Um, cause this is, this is awful. And, um, you know, it wasn't a Nintendo tournament or anything like that, but I, that, this is just a big enough news story, um, that we just had to talk about and had to address. Um, Greg, do you have any thoughts around this? Um, I know it's probably, you know, one of those things that the words can't really, um, capture, but, uh, yeah, you have anything to share? Yeah, just definitely. I want to make sure to echo that definitely my thoughts and prayers are out with all the families and stuff involved. This is really horrible to hear. Um, it's never a good situation for anyone involved. Um, from what I've gathered, it sounded like he was a participant in the tournament and then he got knocked out. He went home and picked up his weapons and went back to target the guy that knocked him out. And I think that was one of the victims from the story. So that's very awful to hear that this kind of stuff can happen, but I know a lot of people were complaining that there should be better security, but this was more of like a bar. So it wasn't like an actual like event hall, like E3 or whatever PAX East or West or whatever. So, right. Right. Yeah. That it, it was just a, yeah, kind of a smaller um, tournament. Yeah. It wasn't like this huge, you know, thing. And, well, yeah, uh, it was like a qualifying round for Madden 18 or something, but I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, more security is probably just need to be used in this day and age. But it's just really awful to hear that this has happened. And as gamers, we just need to all unite and make sure this kind of stuff doesn't happen again. Yeah, yeah. Barry, any thoughts? Uh, I've literally pondered about it for so long now. Uh, ever since I heard the news, I I hate any of these types of tragedies, it shouldn't happen. Not here, not anywhere. And especially when it involves gamers. I mean, we, as a culture, as a subculture, we need to stick together. You know, I don't care if you're the casual that only plays Madden and COD to the, or FIFA, to the hardcore niche Vita loving JRPG visual novel guy. It doesn't matter. We're all gamers. We all love the same hobby. We need to stick together. If you're going to go to a tournament, if you're going to get do anything competitive, someone has to lose. That happens. It it sucks. We've all lost at stuff. We've all, you know, been there, the last hit on Smash and gotten knocked out, or that blue shell right before crossing the finish line, or, or right at the end of Mario Party, get all your stars taken away. It happens, and it sucks. But it's no reason to, to take someone's father 
or someone's husband or someone's brother or son or daughter or wife or anyone away. Death is such a permanent thing and it's something that surrounded my life very much recently and it's it's terrible and it drains on you. And you know, I, I saw Square Enix comment about it, EA made a comment about it. You know, like a lot of big companies are starting to comment about it. I hope they band together. I hope we do something um, because something needs to be done. And I really hope the politicians don't say video games are violent, ban video games, which I'm sure they're going to do, um, even though Madden is nothing of a violent <laughs> video game. I mean, it's not like they were playing Blitz or anything. It was literally Madden. Um, I just I just hope that if you're out there and you're listening to this and, you know, you're, you consider yourself a gamer or just even a casual fan, you know, recognize the other people. There are people out there. They, you know, if if you're mad at somebody, just remember that's somebody's child, that's somebody's brother or sister, or someone's father or mother, or you know, grandchild or or great grandfather or great grandmother or something. This this family, their cousins, uncles, aunts. It doesn't matter. When you take a life, you're not only robbing that person of their life, you're robbing the entire family of that person as well. And that takes its toll. And it, there's, there's no reason to kill somebody else, especially, especially over losing a game of Madden. That's like the cheesiest reason to do this. Yeah. 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 I think, it, you know, it's, it's hard to say, you know, uh, you know, because sometimes, I mean, this, these things are huge and, and, you know, we have games have become more than, than just a hobby nowadays it is people's livelihood and all this stuff but it's so it's but it's still i think important for us to remember it's just a game it's just a game in the end and yeah. it's just it's a it's a fun thing there are many people who make money off of this and it is their career and and they they you know pursue it and everything but but in the end it really it's just it's just a game there are more important things um and you know, i think it's what we kind of been getting at there there's people who lose you know playing sports in real life is is a game but it's also a job and you can get to the super bowl and you can lose and that's a real thing i mean that's that's oh my god i got to the championships and i lost that's mm -hmm. a, oh especially if you fumbled or you, you you're the reason it, you're really like angry but it's not enough to kill somebody this is totally different i read like one of the victims was a, a husband and a father and just trying to get a little extra money to help out and it's like I know how that is. You know, money's tight. You're working on it. You, you, you try to make ends meet. You try to do what you can. Hey, I'm going to play a little Madden and I'm going to try to win some extra money. That's no reason to go die. Like, like, come on. He's trying to live his life, make a better life for his child. You just robbed that child of not only their father, but even a better life. Because who knows what's going to happen now to them. And that's, that's just, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, again, our thoughts and prayers um, go out to the the victims and others that were involved in this. Um, it's that's going to be a that's be a hard thing. I mean, these people, like all of them involved, uh, are now going to have to deal with the aftermath of all this, and that's just really hard to to live with. Especially they're in Florida. I mean, they just went through this horrible shooting not too long ago, um, and now this. And uh, so, man, we just you know, I don't know. There's not a whole lot we can do, um, but we just want to uh to let people know that our thoughts and prayers um do go out to to the victims and everybody involved and uh and let's just let's just do come together and uh and see see what we can do together and um see if we can prevent uh stuff like this from happening again so 
Um, unfortunately, it seems like uh, there's another uh, kind of more negative uh, news story that we're going to talk about, not nearly as negative as the one we just talked about. But uh, if you guys have been following uh, the IGN uh, recent uh, news, uh, a guy named by the name of Philip Mewson, he was the... Um, the editor for Nintendo content. Uh, I've been following Philip uh, kind of soon after he started his own uh, YouTube channel. He started uh, creating his own content. He was a really good editor. That's one of the reasons the first time that I that I really started um, subscribing and following his stuff because I thought he was excellent editing. Um, it was kind of cool, it was fun. He did use some really cool uh, transitions and all of a sudden, um, I guess he got noticed by IGN and they pulled him up and the next thing you know, uh, he is the editor. Um, in charge of Nintendo content, but recently um, Kotaku and several other um, news agencies have uh, basically called him out uh, about some plagiarism, uh, and uh, he has been um, pulled uh, from IGN staff, um, fired, and um, he's recently come out and kind of tried to, to say his own words recently. I don't know if he really... I don't know if he really came out and actually, I, I didn't get the impression from watching what he said that he was actually owning up to what was happening, but it, man, the, the stuff that you see, like put it side by side and what they, what they're claiming that he, he did plagiarize. It's, it's pretty stinking close. Um, so what do you guys think about this? Uh, have you been following the story and, um, what's your thoughts, uh, surrounding this whole thing? Barry, let's go with you first. Ah. <sighs> You know, that's just another thing that hits close to home because then some into our profession, journalism and, and editing and, and writing and, you know, it's, it's tough. Uh, I know like there are times where I've, you know, had to write an article or something and I'm like, I'm reading someone else's and I'm like, wow, you know, like they read, you know, wrote it pretty perfectly. Um, how do I change this so that it doesn't? And it's and, you know it's different when it's a news article because news is facts. You know this game is coming out on this date. You can almost say that exact same line and it'd be okay because what you're stating is a fact. Um, what he did was reviews, which is a subjective thing. All reviews are subjective. I can love a game and you can hate it. You could love it and I could hate it. That's perfectly fine. I see no reason to plagiarize a review when it's your own personal opinion and i it almost seems like he was being pressured maybe and just you know had deadlines and was just trying to meet them and thought maybe i can skate by with a little copy paste here and a little copy paste there uh except he forgot one thing is that he's on the internet and the people on the internet a lot of them don't have anything better to do than to scrutinize your work and go over it with a fine comb and that's exactly what happened um and you probably thought he can get away from it. And maybe if he wrote for a smaller publication, uh, he might have. But being IGN, it's a little bit bigger, and that wasn't the case. Um, I just, I mean, in the grand scheme of this, this following the previous story we talked about, this is nothing. But right. it still sucks. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's a good lesson. You know, plagiarism is illegal, and you you shouldn't do it. And there are consequences to doing it. Yeah, and I think it is uh, important to to note. Yeah, that these these came from reviews, and even Kotaku noticed that that even his LinkedIn resume was copied from a job template website. Um, so, I mean, I don't know how you can get around this, right? I mean, Greg, is there anything he like? Does he have a leg to stand on on this, or is he is he pretty much like this is this is done? 
it's almost kind of done, at least in the journal journalism realm. I mean, he really has to like be able to own up to his mistake and make sure to acknowledge that yes, what I did was wrong. And before he can start moving on, he can't just continue his path of denial being like, Oh, I didn't do it. It's just coincidence. And like, that's no, it's like, there's very easily proof when you put up the script side by side. And in addition to the LinkedIn thing and like the reviews, I even heard there was like some like E3 coverage or whatever that he was like mirrored off of somebody else's experience. So it's like, do you really have to like take somebody else's experience and try to make it your own? I mean, I don't know. It almost seems like he didn't want to play some of these games and was just kind of like looking at other sources and just trying to see what he can get away with. Cause I mean, I know he had copied like whatever to tend to life and like some other articles from different places. And so it's really awful that he was, didn't want to take the time to even, enjoy his profession as much as we all do. So, um, yeah, definitely as a reviewer, I would never consult somebody else's opinion of game before writing my own. So that was very mind boggling in his, uh, explanation video that he did and then took down. Yeah, I agree. And I, I didn't realize he took it down. Um, but that's what, as I was paying attention to that, the video as well, it was like, so apparently like, yeah, that, that he consulted other people's reviews before he wrote his own. And my immediate thought was what you said, Greg, like I've never done that. In fact, I've literally I've, like kept myself from reading even like snippets of people's reviews until, and if it was a game that I, that I was tasked with writing myself um, so that I wouldn't be influenced by what other people have said. And, uh, and I, I do, I try to do a really good job of, of keeping myself away from that so that I'm not influenced. Cause I know as, you know, I guess I'm somewhat of a creator because I write things. And so um, so as a creator, I don't want to be I know how much I'm influenced by other people's ideas. Um, so I do play a little music, for instance. I can't think of an original idea for a song or anything because I've heard so many other songs. And when I sit down to like try to write a new write a song, it doesn't happen very often. But if I did try to, before long, I end up playing something that I've heard before. Um, so I know like it's really hard to create something new, especially if I've been surrounded by other people's things. And so that like I don't I guess it, I mean there's not really. I mean, there are schools that clearly teach you how to do journalism, but a lot of us do video game journalism kind of just as a hobby. It kind of stumbled into it a lot of times. And and maybe I, I just thought was common sense to just not go looking at other people's stuff. Maybe that wasn't common sense for him. I don't know. See, I can't honestly say I haven't done that because I did do it one case, uh, which is actually my second review for our site, which was Rhythm Core Alpha 2 on DSi, just because I had no idea like how to do anything. Like there was really no tutorial and there was no tutorial online and all I found was one person's review. And like I was like, all right, well, let me at least read that. And that actually helped me figure out how to do things. And once I figured that out, I was like, okay, well, here's how to do this. And I kind of like, put that in my review as kind of like a tutorial as well, just to help. Um, but yeah, it wasn't plagiarism or anything like that. Uh, right. And that was an extreme case. Uh, and, I, and, it, and there's also other ways to like, even let's say you do like find someone else's stuff and you think that's really good. Just quote them, just like call it out and say, Hey, I found this other review. He did a really good job or she did a really good job of summarizing the game. And so I'm going to use what they said. That's okay. Just attribute the, that to them and quote your yeah. source and perfectly fine. 
Like, yeah, that, <laughs> it was really interesting because even like back in January or whatever, when they were talking about like the Switch being released, like there was a NeoGAF post about uh, the HD Rumble, and then like he like verbatim like read that person's post like in a video of his own, like basically claiming it was obviously his that he came up with it and was explaining like how the HD Rumble works, and it was like. Yeah. Wow. How, and how easy is it to say, oh, you know, one person on on uh, Reddit, you know, figured out how HD Rumble works. Here's what they said. Right. There's people on YouTube all the time that do that. I mean, like, like literally, there are people that make that their entire YouTube channel is they will read the news and they even put it up there like beside them. And they say, OK, we're going to look at what the video game news is. And they just read through all the sites. So, like, here's what Kotaku is writing about. And they just read it ver verbatim. Um, it's really easy if like that's what you want to do. You don't want to write your own stuff. Just just call it out and say that's what you're doing. You don't have to act like it's your own stuff. I mean, people are doing making plenty of money on YouTube just doing that. <laughs> yeah, and it just really stinks when people are too lazy to come up with like their own content and everything. Because I like being a part of the Mario Maker community. There's people that would just like download a level like make a, a small change or rebuild the level block from block exactly copying somebody else's like level and upload it as like their own creation and then there's people that like report it to nintendo to have that person like lose all their stars and get taken down so it's just really awful that there's people out there that are that do those types of things so all right. You know what? Enough negative news, enough bad stuff going on. Greg, you you saw that there might be some sort of new Switch coming in 2019. Tell us about it. Yeah, I was uh, watching a video from uh, Rich Review Tech USA. I know it's one of Barry's uh, go-to guys, I guess. Uh, I, I, do watch them. I do watch them. Yeah. He, I guess, got like a note or whatever saying like there could be a potential switch revision coming next year where it'll just be a more powerful piece of hardware kind of like the 3ds and the new 3ds type of like upgrade and it's basically because the third parties are asking for i guess some more power and more like hard drive space and everything so um yeah obviously take that with a grain of salt we don't know anything if intent like there's Obviously, nothing concrete that's presenting this as legit. It's just an idea that's out there that uh, Nintendo might be willing to up the hardware to have their first revision of the Switch next year. So, so the new Nintendo Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> new Nintendo Switch XL. Uh, what What would be in the new Nintendo Switch XL? Or whatever it ends up being called, Barry. I, I can see you're so excited about this. So, look at you first and see <laughs> what what would you like in this new revision if it if it does in fact happen. Well, I have no problem with the revision. It's just the naming. <laughs> the naming is what I facepalm to. Uh, pray it's something good. What it needs. See, I've been thinking about this ever since this broke, and I've also thought about how they're like, oh, the successor to the 3DS is coming. And I'm thinking, is it really wise to put out a successor to the 3DS? Or should we just make the Switch the successor to the 3DS and make this the technical successor to the Wii U? Like, throw a real curveball. Uh, you know, I'd almost like two different two different SKUs. I'd like a more powerful Switch. Definitely has to be the Tegra X2 or, or even, you know, a souped-up X2. Uh, definitely more RAM. 
uh, bigger bigger cards. I know they they have them. Get them out there, 64 gig or whatever the bigger cards. Uh, better wireless. Um, Joy Cons are fine. Screen size is fine. Maybe make it an LED, uh, LED or an OLED or something like that. That would be interesting, like the first generation Vita. And leave it the same. Other than that, I'd be okay with that. But then have a separate SKU, which is just a box. That's just a box that plays it, and it's like as powerful as an Xbox One X or, or more powerful. And like it upscales all the games even further. So if, if a game, if you're playing it on the original Switch handheld, it's like the lowest resolution. Then dock it, it's a little bit better. Then the, the new handheld one is even better. Dock that, it's better. And then the, the final skew is like the equivalent of playing on an Xbox One X. Like something like that. But you have to do it wise. You have to do it priced accordingly and you can't confuse people. So no new anything, change the names you know, completely something different compatible with Switch. Like the portable one could still be the Switch and then the box could be bringing back the revolution, you know, or something like that. Project Cafe, like bring it back, you know. <laughs> I mean, would you guys want to like purchase the like, revised version or would you feel kind of cheated after having like the launch console for... I, well, I, my I, launch console has cracks in it, so maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, you know, I, I hear people like, oh, feeling cheated. I don't understand how someone can feel cheated if they get a launch console and a new version comes out two years later. Unless you sit and you don't do anything with it for two years, how could you feel cheated? How could you feel cheated with hundreds of hours in Breath of the Wild or hundreds of hours in Mario Odyssey or hundreds of hours in Octopath or Xenoblade or Rocket League or Fortnite or Doom or whatever you're playing? If you have all those hours of enjoyment, how could you feel cheated? You had that entertainment. You've had that. And no one's forcing you to give up. Even if you want to trade in... You're still going to get some money back, or you can use it as a backup. Give it to a spouse, give it to a you know sibling, sell it, you know, secondhand to to recoup costs. How could you feel cheated with all those hours of entertainment, unless you don't play with it at all? So I wouldn't definitely yeah. not feel cheated at all. Well, I don't. I wouldn't feel cheated on the entertainment spectrum. I feel more cheated on the monetary spectrum. Like, oh, I bought the council as a launch owner, and was even though I did thoroughly enjoy my time with all those games. And more, it just kind of stinks that if it, if what they're saying in, in this rumor is true, is that some games won't be could possibly not be compatible with the launch version. Well, if it, if it has a history yeah. of with the new stuff that they put out before, it's not going to yeah. be much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. You look at the 3DS. The new 3DS has a total of four physical games and maybe like one or two digital games. You look at the DSi. That had three physical in America with an additional one in Europe and Japan. And I think maybe like four or five extra digital only that were DSI only. So based on that track record, it's really not going to be much. That's true. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I don't know if it, it would happen or not. Um, <laughs> we'll see, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't think I feel cheated. Um, kind of like what you guys have said. It's, it's kind of a pain because... I think of the as much as we are into the hobbies, um, as much as Barry's into collecting, um, like we'll feel led to get this new console, and that just means more money out of my bank account um, and into Nintendo's um, because I'm a sucker for that sort of thing. Um, but I don't feel cheated. I just feel like 
they just keep taking my money. That's pretty much all. <laughs> See, here's why I'd be happy with it because you take properties like Doom and Wolfenstein and, and Skyrim, and you know, even to a lesser extent, Resident Evil and, and Dragon Ball Fighters and you know, uh, stuff like that, LA Noir. And it's like all oh, these are big third party AAA games that are coming to the Switch, but so many other ones aren't because of power. And then if you eliminate that problem, now we can get those big AAA titles on the Switch. Even if it's new Switch XL plus I, you know, extreme only, at least it's there as an option. Because uh, I'd rather have that as an option than not have it at all. Maybe That's it's, uh... true. But I mean, I think a lot of the people that would want those kind of games are the ones that might not want to have to upgrade their console already. Like, most of those people that would want those kind of games already have an Xbox One or a PS4, which are both cheap enough as of now. So that wouldn't really be an issue. <laughs> There's other ways to play them. Maybe this is the one that is the uh, the Virtual Boy 2. No, maybe. maybe. The, uh, the, the Virtual VR. Reality. Yeah, yeah, there was that VR stuff that we talked about. So that could be. Could be. Um, several people in the chat are talking about uh, how they would like it to be very backward compatible, especially Joshua Allen's talking about, about that. Um, and uh, a lot of <laughs> dongles to uh, to connect to old systems and emulation channel um, things like that. Do you do you think uh, my my first thought when I hear that is I think the 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 switch as it exists right now is probably capable of that. They've just chosen not to do it, and and I think like having a new new hardware isn't necessarily going to oh now it can do that. I, I I tend to believe it's it's capable of it now they've just decided not to do sort of much of the emulation of old games this time around is that do you think that's accurate or do you think a this you know it's possibly because of its limited hardware you know you know power or whatever that it, they can't do emulation this time around greg any thoughts uh, not really i mean yeah like i don't know if it's for emulation, I mean, it could be obviously a number of other things. So I think it's more for the third-party support that they're looking for. I don't see why they can't do like GameCube and stuff like that kind of ports as easy. So yeah, Barry, any any, any thoughts I, around that? I think emulation is something they could easily do. They just don't want to do, or they're choosing not to for for some reason. I don't know what. But uh, yeah, I think it's mainly. I think third parties have said to them flat out, "We would love to put this game on you. We love our relationship, but your system can't handle it." And I think after being told that enough times, they say, "Well, we either need to just stop approaching these guys because we're tired of getting no, or do something about it." I mean, even I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey's you know, developers said, well, they would, "We would love to put it on the Switch. We just don't know how." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the cool thing. I mean, apparently it's it's a lot easier to develop for the Switch, but it's just the the hardware itself, the system can't handle some of the the stuff they'd like to push through it, and uh, and that's that's going to be an issue going forward because you know it's it's not slowing down. We're we're getting more and more powerful systems and uh, home PC gaming device uh, like home you know PC games are are just like knocking out of the park. It's just so so good nowadays and. Uh, and yeah, in terms of power, like the Switch needs to be better if if it's going to have some of these really, 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 uh, you know, high performance AAA games on it. You know, I think if they're smart, they're gonna let 2019 go, and 2019 just be another Switch year, and 2020 starting off 
maybe on the, the three-year anniversary in March, that's when they launch it. Then, A, less people will feel cheated, um, which is ridiculous. But uh, two, th at that point, the technology will be out there, tested, cheaper, and they can do it. Uh, plus, at that point in 2020, the odds are a PS5 or an Xbox 2 or whatever uh, will be out. And if they just come out and say, here's the new Switch, it's it's compatible with a PS4 Pro and an Xbox One X, and Microsoft and Sony says, okay, well, here's our next gen that's like three times as powerful, they're going to be back in the same boat. Yeah. Well, um, for our third deja vu story in a row, maybe you've kind of caught a little bit of this, um, some stories um, being deja vu, uh, maybe another system deja vu. And oh, it looks like Nintendo is applying for some additional trademarks that they had before. So more deja vu. Uh, fill us in on this, Greg. What's What's been going on with these trademarks? So yeah, so three new trademarks have come along. Um, there's one for Super Smash Brothers Brawl. There's one for Pilot Wings, and there's the other ones for the GameCube controller. Um, that last one's obviously pretty self-explanatory. We know that the GameCube adapter is going to work with the Nintendo Switch, and it's already been revealed that uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is be compatible with the GameCube controller and the adapter. So that one's kind of a known what's going on with that one. In terms of Pilot Wings, that's kind of interesting. It could mean they're trying to bring one of the older games to like their that service that's gonna be launching uh, next month, actually. So it could be one of the games up for that. Um, and Super Smash Brothers Brawl was certainly an interesting one because that's obviously the Wii game. So unless there's a way that they're gonna be offering that one potentially on the service as well down the down the road i guess we'll have to wait and see so yeah is this uh so i am not familiar with trademark law or anything like that so um my my first instinct is you know they've they've done this before a lot of times trademarks come up and they have to renew them and everything is this just a coincidence that these these three have popped up at the same time just for the natural renewal or is this kind of an yeah. off time yeah, it certainly could be up for renewal. I don't know what the times or when they need to do that. So obviously Brawl could have been up for renewal potentially because, I mean, that's whatever. I don't know. It's like, what, 12, 15 years, something like that? I don't know. I don't remember what year <laughs> it came out. But for Pilot Wings, it could just be the same thing or it could, be, could lean towards a new title or existing title returning so they obviously had trademarked the n64 so a lot of people are thinking that it could be an n64 mini coming this holiday season that they haven't announced yet so right right no one really knows what they're for until obviously they actually announce something yeah barry and i know you have you have insight you know exactly what's happening why they have to refile these trademarks uh <laughs> I think they have to re-up it just so they don't expire um, because then technically like anyone can take them. But I've stopped paying attention to trademarks ever since I got my hopes up for Eternal Darkness 2 over and over and over uh, again after they kept re-upping that trademark. Uh, and I'm like, ooh, something's happening, and nothing happened. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, trademark all you want. It means nothing to me. Like, and we had all the bad stories earlier. Don't remind me of that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What, what wasted potential they're sitting on. It's, it's awful. It's awful. 
We have a lot of potential just sitting around Mother, um, Star Tropics. No, you're making it more depressing, you see. You're not helping. It's true. First, like, ah, oh, man. See, Nintendo, we're ready. We're sitting here ready to give you our money. Like, just, just, just cash it in. Um, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of um, places that we're ready to give money, um, a lot of us give money to Amazon, and uh, we're very grateful for the benefits that we get as gamers uh, for Prime. But um, some things happened recently. I know you guys talked about the changes um, with, like we talked about earlier, with uh, GameStop's Prime or Elite, sorry, um, Elite membership, and then Prime in Europe, I believe, uh, made some changes recently. And we thought, you know, maybe we're skirting around this in the United States. But uh, lo and behold, Prime members got an email recently. Uh, Barry, I know you're so excited about this story. Uh, uh, more bad news, maybe, um, depending on your perspective. Uh, but uh, what, what what's going on with Amazon Prime and uh, gaming? Uh, I, I don't see how you can be in the perspective that this is good <laughs> news. Um, I really don't. If you're I an mean, Amazon employee. Uh, Maybe not, Maybe. because Maybe. you know what? The Amazon employees <laughs> probably get paid hourly or whatever, and they have no bearing on it. Amazon is like 10% of the internet uh, traffic goes to Amazon, right? They don't need anything. In fact, what they did was they, they threw us a bone thanks to Best Buy. And what Best Buy originally did was put out their Gamers Club Unlimited. And the reason for that is when a company sells a game to to uh, any outlet, they mark it up 20%. So Best Buy, that $60 game, Best Buy pays $48. They sell it for $60 and they make $12 profit. So what they said is, hey, let's let people pay $30 up front. Most people will only buy two games a year, maybe three games a year on average. You know, and we can we can kind of not necessarily gain a lot, but by bringing them into the store, maybe they'll buy something else. So they'll buy multiple. It will influence them to buy multiple. And the nice thing about it is it worked on all games, including pre-owned games, as well as, you know, games that have dropped on like 20 bucks, you know, at this point. Oh, you, you get it for 16 bucks. They, they're not worried about that. So in response, Amazon did their Prime membership, which was, hey, you know what? We're going to give 20% off all pre-order games as and the first two weeks because best buys was didn't matter it was always amazon was like pre-order from us we'll give you 20 percent off all games all toys to life all collector's editions and then also within the first two weeks and that was a good good while and in fact that's one of the reasons gamestop did their elite pro because they're like hey we need to compete we need our 20 percent off pre-owned games uh and then the sales started to you know, drop I guess, or they started losing too much money. So they said, "All right, we're not. We're people are coming in and they're buying games and they're not buying other things. So we don't need the business that badly. We have all this other business." So they took it away from collectors' editions and Toys to Life, where get where Best Buy kept it. So now the twenty percent was off of those. And then slowly but surely, certain games like Smash Brothers Ultimate was was revealed twenty percent off of it, and like a smaller title was revealed and it didn't get that promotion right away. And when Best Buy is saying Gamers Club is killed, which just happened, and then GameStop four weeks ago pulling their uh their gamers their uh their pro elite program. And uh, now Amazon said it's done. And tonight 
tonight, the recording of this podcast, the 27th is the last night. So if you have Prime and you're listening to this right now and there's something you're thinking about pre-ordering it, pre-order it now. You'll still get your 20% off. Um, but after tonight, that's gone for good um, on all games. That's it. And it is it is actually already cost them a lot of money for me because I've been waiting on pre-orders. That's why I mentioned earlier I had a spreadsheet. I was waiting for things to get uh, you know, discounted. And when it didn't, I said, all right, well, now I'm going to go for Best Buy because I still have Gamers Club Unite for uh, or Unlimited for two years. So Best Buy just gained a ton of business that they wouldn't have had. And Amazon just lost a ton of business. And I hope, my hope is that they lose enough business that they bring it back. Because competition is good for consumers, period. When one dropped out of it, and the other dropped out of it, now we all lose. Everyone loses. There's no good. If you, Even if you didn't buy physical games, there was a good thing to have so that people can save money, period. Yeah. So, so I, I was, uh, I read this quickly. Um, most of my internet, um, consumption, uh, like for this sort of thing, it has been happening on my phone. So I read it quickly, but I do remember, uh, reading something about a $10 credit, yes. um, for games. So how does that work? And so, I, I think this is their, their way of trying to offer us a bone in the middle of this, this bad news, it, but how does that work? All right, so Best Buy started this first where they would do a $10 bonus. They would do a $10 Best Buy uh, gift certificate when pre-ordering and then picking up the game of certain games. Uh, so, for example, Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate, I think, is one of them where if you pre-order it at Best Buy, you get a $10 gift certificate after it comes out and you pick it up. So on December 7th, you get an additional $10 back, which is close to that $12 and it, but it forces you to use that twelve, that ten dollars at Best Buy as opposed to anywhere else. Um, Amazon's trying the same thing, but there's a key thing: it's select games. So the big games, the big AAA titles, that's all gonna get it. You know, the big Nintendo titles are gonna get it. The Maddens, the Fifas, they're all gonna get it. The Assassin's Creed, the Call of Duties, but for the little titles, the indie titles, the smaller print titles, no, because there's not a lot there. So it's it's something, but it's not as good as. Now, the kicker is if you still have uh, GCU at Best Buy, they still stack. So on a game like Smash Brothers that's offering $10 back, you can get 20% off right now and then an additional $10 when the game comes out. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you have GCU, uh, Best Buy is by far the best option right now. If you don't, uh, then either one, pick your poison. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Gotcha, gotcha. Greg, are you a Prime member? And uh, if so, are you bothered by all this uh, as well? Well, yeah, I think when they take away these cost savings programs, it really stinks. But since I've mostly been a digital purchaser, it hasn't really affected me terribly much. So, I mean, even like Mario and Rabbids that I said earlier that I had bought, I mean, that was on a nice heavy discount when Nintendo had like marked it down for E3, so I do like the digital versions and doesn't really overall impact like where I pre-order anything anymore, so. Well, see, one, one nice thing about Amazon, and that's, this still applies, is that when you pre-order something, they don't charge you till it ships. I learned that Best Buy is not the same. Best Buy actually charges you at time of pre-order. Yep, and, and I I learned that when I was going through my spreadsheet, and I have all these games. I think twenty five games. I'm like, oh, and I'm gonna pre order them at a Best Buy, and my wife's like, 
um, what the hell did you just purchase at Best Buy for this much money? And I'm like, uh, stuff that doesn't come out until like December or November. Like why they, like, I didn't realize they didn't charge because Amazon, you could just go to town and not worry about it until later. Like, you know, like, oh crap. So, so there is an incentive still to Amazon, uh, especially if you're not sure, uh, you know, like when the PS4 and the Xbox one were announced, uh, I wasn't sure which one I wanted. So I pre-ordered them both because there's no money down. Um, but yeah, Amazon at least doesn't charge you, but Best Buy, they need to change that. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> I could have told you that I had pre-ordered the Nintendo Switch and the Legend of Zelda Special Edition or whatever from Best Buy, and I was like, "Oh, there's nice big four hundred dollars." <laughs> I pre-ordered from them before, but usually it's like only one game or, or or you know whatever. So I never never really noticed it. Like, oh yeah, it's forty dollars, whatever. You know, I don't, don't really notice it. But when it's a lot of games, and it's like, oh okay, that made a blip on the radar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Did you buy yeah. a new TV, Barry? <laughs> I, 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 I got more than a new TV, but I, you know, it was like I said, it was a lot of stuff, uh, and I was just like, "Damn you, Amazon! Why do you have to change?" Uh, and I also just, I just pulled up. Uh, I saw on Polygon um, they were reporting that 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 credit um, that you get only lasts for sixty days upon activation too. So it's not like it just sits there. You know, if you you go sixty days without using it, you just it, it was like it didn't exist at all to start with. So, which is much worse than the twenty percent instantly. Yeah. So, yeah, I I, I as well um, do get more digital games, but it is really nice to have um, when I do go after um, you know I, I pre-order uh, a physical copy of a game, and it's nice to have it there, even though I don't buy nearly as many um, physical games as as you do, Barry. But it is really nice to have it there. And it's the incentive, it, it was enough incentive for me often to go to Amazon when I did want to get a physical copy because I knew that I would get that discount um, usually. Um, but uh, then it started happening less and less with less games and now they take it all, all you know, away altogether. Um, I have no incentive to, to go to Amazon anymore, um, especially now that I'm in a, in a bigger city, I can easily just go to the store that's like um, a mile from my house and, and pick up a game right now and have it right there. So I don't necessarily, you know, they've, they've taken away that incentive for me to use them. Now, clearly Amazon's still gonna get tons of money and they're not gonna lose all that, but um, they've taken away mine. And I think for a lot of gamers, that'd be the case. Unfortunately, um, you talked about, um, well, not unfortunately, but uh, coincidentally, um, you talked about other people that, that who could see this as a good thing. I think Nintendo has uh, probably seen this as a good thing because I did see reports that um, the amount of Nintendo games specifically that have gotten pre-ordered over the last uh, few days since this announcement has gone up <laughs> um, because of that. Um, like all games probably did to try to get it in, but specifically more Nintendo games were pre-ordered on Amazon because of this announcement. So yeah, because <laughs> people were like, oh, you know, see, a lot of people don't realize that Amazon actually doesn't charge you until it ships. And I think if more people realized that Amazon didn't, people would pre-order with Amazon more. Like people would pre-order more. It's like people go to GameStop and they'll drop $5 down. No problem with it. Like all oh, want $5 down. Well, how about $0 down? I mean, that's even better. Um, and and you can you can pay it all off just by having money on the credit card. I mean, it's the same thing and you don't have to leave your house. But it's, yeah, you know, there was a boom this week and you know what's gonna happen? It's gonna drop off. Like, it's gonna be like one of those things where, you know, it goes upward curve and then it's just gonna fall. 
Like what happened on that day? Oh yeah, Prime stopped giving twenty percent. Like like Amazon just lost a lot of money for me. Amazon lost a lot of money from a lot of collectors and a lot of gamers, uh, especially those that still had Gamers Club, because they're gonna move to Best Buy while they still have it. After that happens, who knows? Who knows where the loyalty will lie? Then it goes back to pre-order incentives. But even those, like even those pre-order incentives, I know some people hate them, and I agree. Like the pre-order incentives where it's digital stuff is stupid. Like where it's a physical item, cool. But the whole point of pre-order incentives was to get you to go and pre-order at their store. Now, like that's why GameStop was throwing all these extra pre-order incentives because they weren't giving you any money off. Now they don't have to do even that if they don't want to because there's no reason. Pre-order, you know, buy a new game at GameStop costs you the same as Best Buy and Amazon. And now, if you don't have, you know, Gamers Club, so why why go with an extra incentive? It's a loss for all gamers out there because any money saved, if you save twelve dollars per game, every fourth game you buy, you get one free. Like that's huge. Buy four new games, get one free. Uh, and if you buy, at, you know, five, ten games a year or more. That adds up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seems like in the chat, um, people are still uh, talking about their about Doom. They're hoping to get that pre-ordered. Um, a lot of other games they're hoping to pre-order. DJ Burgess, I hope you get your Switch soon. You've been talking about this for a long time. Um, he's going to end up getting uh, Pokemon, Let's Go Pikachu, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and also uh, Let's Go Eevee too. So good choices there. Um, yeah, so keep letting us know about what you think about uh, the news we're talking about, uh, especially around all this sort of thing. If you have any thoughts around um, what what this is doing to the gaming industry and everything, I know you guys talked about this a lot uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but if you have further thoughts, uh, please share them in the chat. Um, let us know afterwards as well um, by sharing a comment. Um, Finally, before we, we wrap up, uh, there's been a lot of news coming around some games, uh, especially indie games. And um, last week we were surprised, at least I was surprised, I think most of us were when we woke up in the United States and saw um, this, the Nintendo of Europe uh, posted um, an indie video and had a ton of games that just uh, kind of seemed to come out of nowhere, game announcements. Um, we found out that Bad North, Morphe's Law, and Prison Architect were uh, going live that day in the eShop. Uh, we found out about games like Night, uh, Night Call, Monster Boy, The Gardens Between, Streets of Rogue, Bad, uh, like I said, Bad North, um, Moonlighter, This War of Mine, Children of Morta, Everspace Stellar Edition, Baba is You, Say the Spire, Windjammers 1 and 2, uh, Terraria, um, uh, uh, add-on pack to Prison Architect that's coming later. Um, all these games kind of came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, like I now have uh, a bunch on my list that I'm looking forward to in the in the near future. And on top of that, we have another announcement uh, that's supposed to hit tomorrow that focuses um, from Nintendo America on possibly more indies or maybe the same ones, and they just decided to put out their own video. Kind of confused about this because we just got one from Nintendo of Europe last week. Um, quick thoughts about what they announced. Uh, are you looking forward to any of these games? And maybe um, just your thoughts about what they could announce tomorrow. Greg, what do you think? I actually didn't watch the European ones, so... It's um, okay, you can read my uh, article yeah. summary about it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so I am interested to watch it tomorrow. Um, I already got a review code for the Moonlighter, so I'm hoping to start playing that one soon. Um, 
Yeah, I think most of the time that these, a good number of them overlap, but I know sometimes there's companies in Europe that release their first and then they'll see about bringing it whatever overseas. And same thing with the American one, there'll be a number ones that are probably not covered in that one as well. And they start off out here. And then obviously the Switch doesn't have any sort of regional locking on it. So you can obviously get it when, if you have an account at that eShop, so. Yeah. Yeah, Barry, I know you're not a not a huge uh, eShop fan at all, um, but some of these games do end up coming out on uh, and physical later um, through you know various companies, or maybe they just end up publishing themselves and so like that. Um, any that that jumped out to you? Um, uh, yeah, you... I'm, I'm interested in Moonlighter. Um, Greg, see if you can get uh, some extra codes for that uh, with your connections for Game Chat, because that's one I, I pre-ordered and I'm interested in. Um, this War Mine, I thought was really interesting uh, when it first was announced. Uh, nice to see that coming to Switch. Uh, Prison Architect uh, was fun on PS4, so I'm assuming it's going to be fun on uh, on Switch. I'm, I'm just hoping for some of these to get physical releases. My biggest excitement, though, did not come from that. It came from two other uh, announced titles. One, uh, Hat in Time is coming to the Switch, which is awesome. And more importantly, announced today out of nowhere... The team behind uh, Wonder Boy is doing Streets of Rage 4, uh, total dormant, talk about dormant franchise, this one from Sega. No no announced platforms yet, but since Wonder Boy did come to the Switch, uh, I'm going to safely say Streets of Rage 4 should come to Switch. Um, that came out of nowhere. That was just a huge surprise. It looks awesome if you haven't seen the trailer yet. Um, so... I'm guessing for this Direct tomorrow, this Indie Direct, I'm going to say it's going to be pretty much the same stuff. Uh, most of the same trailers, it's going to be like, hey, hey, you don't have this internet thing. You haven't seen what we did two weeks ago. Um, I hope it's not that. I hope it's brand new stuff, but uh, I'm expecting a lot of the same stuff, sadly. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that it's just like a quick rundown, like, uh, hey, uh, our partners over in Europe re released this video last week. If you haven't saw it yet, here's a quick rundown. Go watch it after you watch this, and here's some other stuff that you don't know about. But I don't know. I'm not holding my breath, um, but we'll be covering it. Um, make sure you stay tuned to Nintendo Fuse and uh, on our social media and everything. We'll be covering the events uh, and sharing it later and, you know, talking about it in future podcasts and, and, and other things as well. Um, but uh, but see, we'll see um, what happens tomorrow. I believe it's uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time, um, if I remember correctly. So um, we'll uh, we'll we'll share out the the link and everything to where to find it and uh and and with all the videos like usually um they'll be available to watch after the fact as well so um if you don't get a chance to watch it like i probably will not actually get a chance to watch this one live uh tomorrow and so i'll i'll be watching later um with a lot of you guys as well um but uh with with that kind of thing in mind what we're looking forward to what are some upcoming releases in the next couple weeks before our next podcast that you guys are looking forward to barry let's go to you first Oh man, you had to go with me first. Um, <laughs> well, I said a lot of them. Um, you did, yeah. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles Four is coming out. Um, that I'm I'm excited for. Uh, let's see. Is Xenoblade in the next two weeks? No, Xenoblade Xenoblade's the end of September. End of September. And then like early October uh, is Mega Man Eleven. So I don't know if I could finish uh, Xenoblade beforehand, but I I already have so much between now and Xenoblade. Uh, Namco Museum Arcade Pack might be coming out. Um at that point um I'm trying to look at the list i have here uh i think i think that's 
pretty much it. I, I'm still doing my backlog, and I've got. I know I'm not going to do it. I always say like I'm going to do this before this game comes out, and it never happens because life doesn't like me that way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Torna hype. Yeah, Jake's doing the chat. Exactly. I can't wait for Torna. Um, in fact, uh, speaking of that, Steve, we were talking about E3. You said how it it looked awesome and you're really excited for it and i'm taking that excitement i remember that enthusiasm from our recap videos and, and i am holding you to it i'm expecting you to get this game at launch so we could do a game chat on it um so do not let me down on this because i'm 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 depending on this um it may have to wait this fall is pretty busy i don't know if i can handle um that many hours of a game. I'm already worrying, like wondering when I'm gonna have enough time for for uh, Octopath Traveler. I don't we know might, if I can. I was gonna say we probably scared him yeah. away from Octopath. It's like how no, many hours right. is that? Oh, 70. Oh, that's. Yeah, but it's broken down. It's broken. It's yeah. broken. That's why. Down. I, that's one of the reasons why I'm still excited about it, even though it's a lot of time. You break that up a little bit. So. Yeah, and uh, to answer, a DJ just asked uh, if I was getting Persona 3 dancing in the moonlight and Persona 5 dancing in starlight. Uh, thanks to Amazon, I actually have both pre-ordered while well, it's 20% off, and I have the collector's edition pre-ordered because I'm a sucker and I want Atlas to keep bringing out more games. Um, so yes, I'm going to get them whether I play them anytime soon in the near future or in VR is a whole different story. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, Greg, anything coming out soon that you're pretty excited about? Actually, not really. I was browsing through the list, and I was really trying my best to come up with something. But I know I'll be looking into, like, Moonlighter and stuff. I don't even know if that comes out in the next, like, two weeks. But, um, yeah, I've been browsing the list, and I didn't see anything that really caught my attention at all or that I was really interested in. So. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. Victor yeah. Van is this week. Victor Van is tomorrow, actually. That that looks awesome. Cool. I forgot about that one. Yeah, the, the only thing that I thought maybe that I might get excited about, and 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 you guys know, I, we've talked about this before about um, my my love hate relationship with Monster Hunter. Um, that I love the game, but it's just like you, you invest you have to invest so much in there. And so Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, I think, um, is coming out and soon. And like I I kind of want to get it, but I kind of don't. Because like I just know previous games that just require so much of my time. Not and it's and it's a different kind of time than these other games we're talking about. Because like it's not just the adventure things. It's like learning the thing and crafting and all this other stuff that you have to to do within Monster Hunter. It's a fantastic game, but I, I just I just don't know if I'm ready to really jump into that uh, because of my previous experiences with it. But it's pretty much the only game that I saw on the list that I that kind of stood out to me. Um, but really, not Rocket League Ultimate Edition. Man, well, I already have Rocket League, so I, I have already purchased it like five times. I don't think it's it's worth it. Another sixth purchase probably for me. So. I, really uh, the game. I was expecting you to purchase it like ten times before. Hey, come on, I'm I'm purchasing it again, and I haven't even played the game. Okay. Ah, oh, you still haven't played it. I have internet again. We need to play together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you, are you guys also excited? Um, this has not uh, been announced uh, for for um united states yet but apparently J uh, japan according to my nintendo news has uh released or, or announced um a double pack of the Cla uh, nintendo uh, classic um and the uh super fam the famicom and the super famicom uh minis so um i don't know if this is going to come to the united states or not but you can purchase both of them together uh, in japan um so uh barry you gonna be importing it 
Uh, you know, I don't know if I'll be importing it. I kind of like the fact that the minis over there are representative of the Famicom and the Super Famicom. Uh, and I don't have either of those yet, so it's tempting. If the price is right and the shipping doesn't kill me, I might, but it's not a top priority. Yeah, yeah. Greg, are you going to be bringing them in? No, I'm not usually one to import stuff in, so um, it would be nice to see it like stateside. I know there's probably a lot of people that wouldn't mind having like a nice package this holiday season and get both of them, so... That would be really cool to see that make it over here. Yeah, yeah. Since I own both the the ones from you know the U.S., I I don't not I don't really care if it comes out here like with a double pack. But uh, but yeah, for people that are planning on getting both, and now that they're all in stock, and again, um, maybe a, a, some sort of a discount, you know, five dollars off if you buy both of them together or something like that. Um, could be nice for people, but for me, it's not that exciting. I would. I've been very tempted already to import them because I think they look cool and especially they're tiny and they're little or they're cute and they're like, you know, representative of the original Famicoms and Super Famicoms. It's kind of cool, but I don't know. I, I have not looked on importing prices yet, so it may be way too much for me to even think about. So I don't know. Um, but I'm, I'm probably like, I'll look into it, but we'll see if I actually, actually do it this time around. Uh, all right. So Looks like we're kind of going over on this this podcast. We've been talking a lot already, so I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the uh, user question this week, but we'll, we'll our listener question. We'll get to it uh, next time. It's a really good question. It's still applicable to the next time we do have our podcast uh, next podcast in two weeks. But we do want to thank you guys for listening, tuning in, everybody joining in the chat. It's been great to see your thoughts. Um, as well, and uh, to kind of see you guys come back. It's been it's been a while. It's been like over a month since I've you know, hung out with you two and then all everybody on the chat. So it's been great to be back. Um, if you are new to the podcast and you have not subscribed, make sure you do that. Hit the subscribe uh, button and also hit that bell if you're on YouTube to be alerted every time we post a new video. Subscribe to us, um, follow us and everything on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're there just at Nintendo Fuse. And if you have questions, uh, comments, any thoughts for future podcasts, anything like that, make sure you send us an email. It's simple. It's just a podcast at NintendoFuse.com. We'd love to read your questions, uh, hear your questions, or even feel free to send in a short video uh, with a question as well. And we'll feature all those in our future podcast uh, um, as well. Greg, it's been great to, to talk games with you guys. Uh, same with you, Barry. Um, great to be back as well. And um, we'll, we'll be back again in two weeks with more Nintendo content. Um, and until then, see you later. Mm -hmm.